The Fed is not quite ready to declare victory on inflation as it tries to navigate a soft landing. Plus, times are getting even tougher for people trying to buy a home in the U.S. And why tweets and retweets are now a thing of the past. Your market moment starts now. Hey everybody, this is Matt here with Lee and Eli. Mm-hmm. Men, how are we doing? Good. Doing great. We're uh, we're in disarray in the Freeman household. Yeah, our, you did some construction. We we decided we're demoing. to demo. Yeah. I, I can't do anything more than demo. So for, for our kitchen, we demoed it this weekend. So we have forks in bedrooms and plates everywhere. It's just madness. That's exciting. Yeah, so you're you're, you're frequenting... The many restaurants mm-hmm. yeah. in yeah. Bentonville and Rogers. Yep. I am long fast food stocks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this week. Lee, what's up? Do you have anything going on this weekend? No. I mean, we it was beautiful. It was beautiful. You know, we enjoyed Farmer's Market on Saturday. We took my mother-in-law and, you know, took advantage of the the 60s, mm-hmm. you know, to wake up to. And it was, is even that how old you are? That is not how old I am, but thank you. Um, but no, it was good. It was nice. A lot of people were out enjoying... <laughs> Pretty well. <laughs> we'll get back with you. We'll, close. There'll, close. Be a, there'll be a zinger at He's some almost. point. But anyway, no, it was a good weekend. Yeah. Good family time. That's awesome. It was beautiful. Awesome temperatures for sure. So a yeah. um, little recap on the stock market last week. The major indexes um, were all positive except for the NASDAQ. NASDAQ was down 0.6%. Dow was up 2%. And the S&P was up 07 <laughs> Earnings coming in this week from over 150 companies in the S&P. The Fed meets this week for the final time until September. Um, and according to the Wall Street Journal, the Fed will likely need more evidence before declaring victory on inflation, um, noting that you know maybe there's a fear in this, this uh, inflation easing we've seen is just temporary, right? And it's not long-lasting. So big week of, ahead of us this week with earnings season in full force, the Fed making an announcement. Um, we've talked about the Fed forever, kind of tired of talking about the Fed, but mm-hmm. it is a big earnings week, yeah. so that gives us something. Um, any thoughts or predictions that you guys will... You know, earnings continue to surprise, for the most part, on the upside. Mm-hmm. Um, consumers, strong, like we've been saying. You know, technology's coming strong. Banks reported, you know, overall very good earnings. Um, you know, yeah, it is a big week. A lot, Almost a third of the... The companies on the S and P 500 report this week. Um, you, know, you know they'll be surprised here or there, but I think that overall they'll continue to to trend higher. With the Fed, I think everybody's pretty much got them raising rates 25 basis points. I think the the evidence they're going to need will probably come over the next six or seven weeks before they meet again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It's everything's up in the air. I, guess. I know Eli, and this isn't to call you out, but a couple months ago when you said they were going to pause, I know you'd said, Hey, I think if they stop, they won't increase again. Mm-hmm. So to, you know, this Wednesday we'll find out yeah. if you're right. I will likely be wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, I think what you said at the time made absolute sense. And I, I actually agreed with you in terms of what they should do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're, you know, drone pal is so, hesitant and doesn't want to make the mistake of stopping too soon. I mm-hmm. think if he was going to lean on the side of going a little too far or not far enough, he would go a little too far. Mm-hmm. Right, because they can always yank him back. Yeah. I mean, I think that's his, you know, the arrows that he has in his quiver is like, okay, if I go one or two too many, mm-hmm. then I can always <laughs> yank him right back 
sooner than everybody's anticipating. Again, I'll, I'll, I'll say it again, the, the, the deeper and the closer we get to the student loan repayment, you know, beginning, you know, come October, you know, there's going to be millions and millions of dollars that are going to be taken out of the economy and begin paying back for student loans. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's going to impact, sure. um, you know, where we go from there. Yeah. yeah. One thing that was interesting on what you just read, Matt, <clears throat> excuse me, is that the Dow outperformed the S&P and the NASDAQ last week, which is yeah. not in trend with anything that has happened over this, at least over the 2023. Year. Yeah. I mean, the, 2023, the Dow was up. I don't know if I can get it pulled up in time, but I mean, the Dow was barely up for the year Yeah, yeah going into last week, and then it was up 2% for the week. It, mm-hmm. it, is, it has definitely been the laggard. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, one of the things that we've talked about a lot, not only on here, but with our clients is, you know, we still feel like we need to be somewhat defensive. You know, and if you look at the companies that are defensive, they're your big blue chips. Typically tied you know, to the Dow. Typically Dow, strong balance sheets, strong dividends. Um, and you find a lot of those kind of companies. I mm-hmm. call them the very boring mm-hmm. stocks um, on the Dow. Mm-hmm. And so it would make sense for some of them to to begin to catch up. Doesn't mean that we feel like, you know, all of a sudden the NASDAQ's going to go into a bear market mm-hmm. correction. But um, the Dow has plenty of room <laughs> to catch <laughs> yeah, up does. if it's going to do that. Yeah, Especially if, yeah. if you're going to say that the market's going to broaden yeah. in its growth, then the Dow is one of the first places that you would look for some market broadening. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's interesting. So I pulled up year-to-date the Dow. Through July 7th, it was up 1.77%, and currently <clears throat> it's up just under 7%. Yeah. So the last two wow. weeks, we've seen a little more than 5% of a, of the total 7% return oh, of the Dow. So it is interesting to see, you know, all of this year's return essentially has come in the last couple of weeks. So I view that as a, as a positive in terms of a healthy market. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you did hear a little bit more of that last week, that there is breadth. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we all listen to different podcasts. And one of the ones we all like to listen to was talking about the breadth in this market yeah. was coming back which typically bodes well for the overall health. Well, there's the sustainability of kind of how, how long stocks could continue to, you know, be on kind of a hot streak. Like this adds some fuel to the fire. Um, And so the market could continue to do well for a while, longer than you might think it should. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And so momentum trades and rallies can last longer than you Mm -hmm. might think they should, which is part of the reason why it's so nearly impossible to time the market. That is correct. Correct. um, Second, Big conversation today we want to focus on is the housing market. So Eli came in today, having done some research on this, just kind of the health of the U.S. housing market, where mm-hmm. we're at, and then where things were, where things are at currently, and mm-hmm. how we got there. So where, which way are you going to take it? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to start with just kind of a backstory going maybe a couple years back until, until now. Because a lot of times when you talk about the housing market now, year over year, and I have a lot of year over year stats, they're somewhat irrelevant only because really we should be talking about 2019 to now because pre-covid pre-covid to now because interest rates were so volatile throughout 2020 2021 so low that the housing market was kind of a it was it was completely different than what Mm -hmm. would be a historical norm so some of this take with a grain of salt because a lot of this is year to year data but we're in a really interesting part of the housing market where a year or two ago housing was booming primarily because it was really affordable because interest rates were so low. Mm-hmm. Now we're at a time where housing is still growing and now interest rates are at a place where they really aren't affordable. If you look at income to 
what has to go to a housing payment, that ratio, it's it's horrible right now for most consumers, but housing is still continued to be strong. And a lot of that is due to illiquidity. So here's some statistics, and then I'd love to hear some of your thoughts. Just 1% of the nation's homes have changed hands this year, the lowest share in at least a decade. The average U.S. home is selling above its asking price for the first time in a year. So now homes are selling above asking price with 7% or 6 and 3 quarter inch inch. Six and three quarter <laughs> interest rate. Are you cutting a two by four? Or I'm still remodeling my kitchen yeah, in my head. That's right. <laughs> and then homes are selling for near record highs, just one and a half percent off all time highs. However, the numbers of homes selling fell by 15%. And then finally, investors' home purchases fell by 49% year over year in the first quarter. In the fourth quarter of 2021, investors bought 18.4% of listed homes. So that's a significant part Mm -hmm. of the market that's no longer participating. So some really interesting statistics. What are are your thoughts on those? Yeah, I mean, I think like what you said when you're referencing 2020 and 2021 numbers, we were having this conversation in our investment committee meeting the other day about um, where we're at and kind of expectations moving forward. And I I was making the point, you can't give year-over-year numbers Mm – without giving the prior year-over-year numbers because it's like, yeah, we're down 20%, but it's like, well, the year before we were up 47 Yeah. Right? And so you can use them. It's just you need to use them in the right context. context. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think we've seen some big drop-offs, like home sales, um, you know, year-to-date. It's a big drop. It seems like a big Mm -hmm. drop. I'm not huge. You know, I don't keep up with the housing market in a huge way, but it seems like a big drop. But it also kind of feels like, well, maybe we should have had a big drop just because things were so crazy. So maybe that's fine and doesn't mean anything, you know, negative. You know, I think that, I don't know, a year COVID, let's mm-hmm. just do that two and a half, three year period of COVID. I think that it was, the housing market was almost so good and so strong, it was not healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think we would all agree that having, you know, 40 people try to outbid each other on a routine home purchase mm-hmm. is not healthy. Now, if you're the seller, you're loving it. But, it, you know, we all knew that it was not sustainable. And, and so I think that although the numbers are coming down, I think that the housing market is pretty healthy. I mean, you've, you've got an equal, almost an equal number of buyers and sellers, even though we're still seeing, mm-hmm. you know, some of the, the bidding, if you will. Um, rates seem, don't seem to have really slowed a lot down. I, mm-hmm. Now, I think what it has done, it has slowed down the people that are just looking to downsize or looking to yeah, get a little bit bigger. Up, moving down the road. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. I think that part of the market is pretty much dried up, at least right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, we're a mobile e- economy. We're a mobile country. And so people are going to move. And if you move, you got to buy a house. And so I think there is still that. I mean, you see it up here in northwest Arkansas. The housing market is still very, very strong. But it's less people moving mm-hmm. you know, across town as it is people moving into our area Mm -hmm. so and one thing that could continue to kind of drive the housing market is one the supply and demand issue that we've gotten into the past you know there's just aren't enough homes Mm -hmm. the aging you know the baby boomer generation aging and getting to the point where downsizing might be think a lot of people when they downsize not everybody but a lot of people when they downsize are cash buyers Mm -hmm. right even if you don't have your current home paid for if you're downsizing the equity that you have oftentimes is enough or near enough to buy your smaller home. Mm-hmm. And so that could keep people moving. Um, and I'm not talking about in the next quarter. I'm right. talking about over the next five to 10 years. Mm-hmm. And so um, 
you know, I think I think the housing market's in pretty good shape, and I think it's going to be resilient just because of some of those things and some of those factors. It's going to, as long as rates stay highest, stay higher, it's going to remain hardest for your first-time home sure. buyers, mm-hmm. right? People who don't have the equity in an existing home, don't have the cash, and you know, to, for a big down payment, like mm-hmm. it's going to stay tough for a while. You know, you, you mentioned in your last point, the investor, mm-hmm. um, I was having a conversation one day last week with somebody that has been a pretty heavy real estate investor mm-hmm. and they're just, they're sitting tight right now. I mean, they're not buying anything in this market. I mean, even though they could probably make it work. I mean, he just says, you know, I like to use the bank's money, you know, and it's a little bit harder to, to make the numbers work and yeah. the margins are a lot more compressed when you're not only in a high interest rate environment, but you also got homes that are selling at top dollar. And so they're just kind of saying, you know what, I'm going to wait till one of those two things mm-hmm. eases either the price or rates. And so right now, yeah, these investors are just not, you know, picking up some of the slack yeah. in the market. I think the people who will probably suffer the most, it's a healthy housing market from really all the things that we have discussed. The only unhealthy part being supply and demand still is pretty far off, which is why last month we talked about that home builders are building at a pace that we haven't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but the people who may be in a tough situation is current renters hoping to be that first time home buyer because rent rates haven't caught up with what a housing cost would likely be. And if for an investor to go out and purchase a house, their mortgage may be 2000 a month. Well, they're not going to rent it for less than that. Right. Mm-hmm. So rent rates are going to, they have been rising recently at mm-hmm. really fast paces. I would suspect, and this is kind of a, a prediction, but we've all seen how good I am at predictions. <laughs> I would suspect that rent rates are going to continue to rise, especially because housing is so unaffordable. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, I mean, housing, we, we've been behind in terms of housing supply and places for people to live for years now. Mm-hmm. And, it's just not something you fix overnight, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's going to continue to be an issue. Um, so Interesting. definitely something to keep our eye on. I know we get a lot of questions from clients. And, you know, housing markets, a, it's it's kind of fun to keep track of. And uh, it, it impacts essentially everybody because everybody ho- owns a home or mm-hmm. rents a home. And so that people like to know what's going on. So definitely interesting topic. So this one's, this one's a little bit more lighthearted. But so Elon <laughs> Musk... We talk about him from time to time, but he just changed the name of Twitter. Apparently, it's called X. I don't know. This is all like almost like real time news. I mean, this just yeah. came out over like the weekend. Yeah. So, huge changes coming to Twitter's brand. Twitter Twitter has ditched its famous bird logo and its name and is transitioning to X. Um, that's just weird. Maybe I me. need to update the app. My my bird show, logo yeah. is. So Musk has expressed wanting to turn the platform into an everything app. Um, The new CEO of Twitter, who is no longer Musk, right? They got a new CEO, said the app will be centered around audio, video, and messaging and payments and banking. So that might be kind of interesting to see what they try to do there. Um, (laughs) Musk says tweets will now be called X's, although it's unclear (laughs) how they'll change the other branding, such as retweets. Re-X? I don't know. I... This and this and could, all the tweets come out of Texas. Yeah, yeah. This could prove to Good be, one. this could prove to be, you know, brilliant. If you like look back on it, it seems a little desperate <laughs> in the moment. Like if I'm not gonna lie, like it seems like, hey, threads, which we're gonna talk right. about here in a second. Threads came out. We're getting smoked. 
you know, we're charging people. Like, every, so much has changed. It just feels like they're grasping a little bit. But You know, we've, we've thought that, you know, more than once when Eli comes out and make Elon. That's an Eli? Where Elon, Elon makes yeah. an announcement. Um, you know, many times we've questioned his sanity, as probably <laughs> millions of people have. Um, you know, sometimes I think, is this, is this just a PR stunt? Is this a way to keep his name out there? I don't think it is. Um, I mean, there's probably some method behind his madness. But, you know, as great a, as a month that Threads has have had, you know, it's still such a, a blip on the radar radar compared to Twitter. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we'll see. I mean, it, it'll be interesting if we look back in like 10 years and look at was the Twitter purchase the worst private purchase like, oh, in history, yes. I mean, yeah. I think right now, short term, right now, yes. you would say yes, because I know like their debt is trading. The the podcast you referenced earlier, they were talking about this. It was like trading like thirty cents on the dollar. Yeah. Um. I mean, they were saying if they tried to IPO again, it would be twenty twenty five percent of what he bought it for was probably what they'd IPO for. So, Eli, any thought? You're on you're on Twitter a little bit. So, I I use Twitter just to keep up with what's happening in the yeah. stock market. So I. I have a very boring Twitter feed to most people, but I I look at this and the last thing that you said is that X's one of their platforms will be payment and banking, and I would never put my money in a Twitter app yeah. or an X app with like with a company that their debt is trading thirty cents on the dollar. Yeah, you want to tie up your money with with that company? No, I just they've got a ways to go. They've got a long they ways turn to go. Yeah, and this. Felt desperate, but but they do have a good backer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, yeah. Anyways, we might be circling back to that after a while to see <laughs> no as, as an no update. Doubt. So, and then on Threads, we mentioned that a second ago. Threads, similar to Twitter, so this was Meta's new platform, mm-hmm. right? The, the the and Meta is the Facebook parent, right, Facebook parent right. Facebook um, company. Um, so Threads came out. Some differences between Threads and X, previously known as Twitter. Uh, is that Threads has a 500 character limit. Uh, Twitter or X has 280. Thread allows you to share 10 items. Um, X is four. Thread Threads is free while X has started charging mm-hmm. a lot of people, especially mm-hmm. for, for their premium features. Yeah. So um, anyways, we'll see. This is like, you know, the, the whole Elon... Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, you know, they're talking about like getting in a cage and like fighting or whatever. I can't wait. To and then see you've it. got this going on, and I, it's it's pretty entertaining stuff. I mean, they may end up losing a ton of money. Yeah. Both of them on both of these ventures, but um, it's fun to sit back and watch. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's interesting. This is on Zuckerberg. You know, he's you don't hear anything else about a lot of his um, oh, what was it um, the metaverse? Oh yeah. I mean, that's all you heard about for a while. That was that was it, and he admitted. He was wrong, you know, or maybe he was just way too early. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's kind of shifted into this this world. And, you know, he, he took advantage of people's frustration and, you know, call it hatred of Elon Musk and Twitter. Mm-hmm. And he capitalized on that. And, you know, he's got a great framework. And, and you know, one of the points you didn't mention, but, you know, it's easy to sign on. If you got an Instagram account, yep. you got it. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to worry about. You think he regrets this? So this is similar to Twitter and X. Do you think Mark Zuckerberg regrets changing their name to Meta? <laughs> oh, I'm sure he does. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure he does. So, yeah, you know, because you know, yeah, he because he, he, he you put, saw his face related to the metaverse and all that everywhere for a while. Yeah, talking about how ever you know, no one's ever going to work in an office again. No one's, everyone's going to be virtual reality, and 
and then it kind of fizzled out pretty quick. Not saying that they're not working on things and it's not still being used, but this whole, like, this is taking over the world. You know, what do they always say? It's, it's never the first one that makes the money. It's the fifth or tenth yeah. one. So I think that at some point mm. we do it. It's just not going to be Zuckerberg that <laughs> probably I don't capitalizes. Think, I don't think he regrets it. Not yet. I think if we're still in the beginning stages of it and yeah. anything that's as big as something like the metaverse is going to take a long time. If I ever time. see Eli walking around with a headset on, walking around the office, like, I just, I can't be friends with <laughs> You know, you know, you talk about, you know, regretting it. You know, investors obviously hated the meta idea because their stock, you know, last year was horrible uh-huh. along with others. But, I mean, they really struggled for two years. And then this year, you know, Facebook stock is up probably 100%, give or take. So I think investors are rewarding his shift away from that into mm-hmm. more of their bread and what butter. What they're good at. Yeah. 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 Um, well, good conversation. A couple of topics that we'll definitely circle back on. Uh, next week's podcast will be should have plenty to talk about after the Fed's meeting and earnings season. We'll probably spend a fair amount of time on maybe just digging into earnings and what we're seeing there next yeah. week. So look forward to that conversation. As always, we appreciate you guys listening, and we want to end with a thought of the day. So this, was a, this is a Japanese proverb. Money grows on the tree of persistence. I like that. Um, so... Be persistent. Need to tell my kids that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's some life lessons in there. Yeah, there is. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys. What's up? That's how they get a higher allowance. Is that? Yeah, they, I just keep saying we need to go plant some more trees out in the backyard, you know, (laughs) but hey, real quick reminder to everybody, go out to our YouTube channel, Mm -hmm. um, subscribe, like it, watch it, tell your friends. Uh, We're doing hard to expand how we reach the public. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, as always, we appreciate you guys listening to the podcast and we look forward to you joining us next time on the Market Moment. A quick reminder that the hosts of the show are employees of Mach 1 Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and nothing said in the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach 1 Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. Mach 1 Financial Group, LLC, Mach 1, is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Rogers, Arkansas. Mach 1 may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Third-party ratings and recognitions are no guarantee of future investment success and do not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a higher level of performance or results. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client, nor are they representative of any one client's evaluation. All investment strategies have the potential for profit and loss, including the loss of principal. Actual account results may have been higher or lower than the results mentioned, depending on an individual's investment timing, cash movement, size of the account, and client restriction. Past performance is not indicative of future results. For full disclosures, please see mock-onefinancial.com disclosures.